the gathering limit in Pennsylvania is gone, and Zillow is hiring licensed agents as employees. We're going to talk about it all next on Tool Time. I'm Tom Tool. She is Jess Lyon. We are back with one of the most controversial set of topics I've seen in months, which is exciting in some ways, a little nerve-wracking in others. Yeah. So we'll go local first. Right now, this, uh, this is unbelievable to me. There is no limit, at least for now, on how many people can gather indoors or outdoors in Pennsylvania after a federal judge put an exclamation part on the ruling that he made against Governor Tom Wolf saying that his mitigation measures were unconstitutional. What do you think about all this, Jess? That is like a hard smack, like unconstitutional. Um, when I first heard this news, I my initial reaction was excitement because I am a hostess. I love having people over. I love feeding people, entertaining people, and and having like a Halloween party in a few weeks. So I was like, yes, we can have more than 25 people and my list is like 60. But um, I do understand like COVID is still like a very heavy topic and people still want to maintain their safety. So maybe gathering in that size is not like just because you can do it doesn't mean you should do it right away. Or maybe like providing like hand sanitizers, masks, things like that. I, what I'm saying is I'm, I'm here for it. I'm happy about it. But there definitely needs to be some safety precautions still put in place. So uh, that, that makes sense, and, and I, I don't disagree with that at all. What, what I know here, and, and the best part about this ruling, in my view, is that this won't be able to happen again. Yeah. Um, that, I mean, th- th- there were so many complaints that the governor went above his powers. Remember this was a two-week quarantine to flatten the curve and you could not leave yeah. your house happy six month anniversary on that yeah. i mean it's been insane <laughs> so th- so th- they can't do that again well what what they, what they did is they granted a stay order which means because he tried to appeal this which everyone knew he was going yeah. to and um they said nope we're halting legal proceedings that's what a stay order means so what it does it's also about like all the all the shutdowns of like essential and non-essential businesses that was the biggest complaint a lot of people had is what's essential what's not Real estate companies, some of them were okay, others weren't. They got waivers. It made no sense. And what has come out after the fact is that a lot of the people that are making decisions and advising him don't have infectious disease backgrounds. The Secretary of Health is a child psychologist. I mean, that's fine for most situations, but you need the experts that know about these diseases. So while it might have been well-intentioned, and I don't even know if that's the case. I mean, there's businesses that are never going to open again because of this. Such a and, big impact. And, uh, and a lot of people, I mean, there's been, we're not the, I mean, restaurants. I mean, if you follow some of these bigger restaurant tours on, on social media, like Mark Vetri in particular, mm-hmm. he has been adamant that this is costing people money because of all the false starts. They're buying food. They can't open. Hair salons. I mean, you know, an- another, another business that's been really restricted and that got squeezed. Real estate we all know about. So my hope is that this ruling sticks because... That kind of lockdown was excessive. It was too much happening. There was, there was other states doing other things. Mm-hmm. There should have been some sort of federal guidelines, like here's what you can do, here's what you can't. Obviously, states' rights are a political issue. I, I get all that. My hope is that this doesn't happen again. Yeah. You know, limit on gatherings, all that safety. Yeah, 100%. It's what happened to the local businesses in our market. That, that's the biggest concern. 
I think we really need to look out for those two. And in, in the situations like we have been under in the past six months, I think it's really important to not lose sight of these local businesses are very important and we need to work around ways to support them. And if you are one of those people who um, does is afraid to go out or something like that, like stay home. I mean, you can't, I feel like personally it's, like they said, unconstitutional for you to say you cannot go out and support this business. You can, like, in X amount of numbers. You know what I mean? I feel like it just should not be that way at all. So I'm really happy with this. Well, and, and what, like, if you, if you read deeper on some of these reports coming out, I mean, there was, uh, on Monday, there was a bill that uh, was going to give school districts the authority to decide on sports and crowds yeah, during that. the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And it got all the way to the governor. And then he vetoed it, and then all these people on his side of the party flipped and said, well, if he said so, we're going to agree. So obviously that's a, that, that's a political thing, mm-hmm. and the veto couldn't be overridden. And for, like, the mental health of kids having sports right now, I mean, I've seen they it firsthand it. with my son and my daughter. They're playing, you know, Little League and, uh, and doing dance class where she, like, dances in, like, a, like a taped-off box like mm-hmm. in the dance studio, which is fine. Um, and Little League, obviously a little different. That's outside. You can space out playing baseball. So, you know, that, that's another thing where – you know, they it gets all the way to the governor. He says no, and then there's all this political maneuvering going on, just documenting what we've been talking about for months, which is there's so much politics behind all this. Right. It's become very, very frustrating. And I think, you know, this is a big win for Pennsylvania businesses, big win for families. And you know, I'm just glad to see that the, believe it or not, the judicial process actually worked in this situation, which is like unheard of. It's checks and balances. <laughs> and they obviously put a check on the executive power here with the judicial branch. So that to me is exciting. I'm excited we're going to be moving forward in a direction that I, I think a lot of us didn't think we would be. So I'm really excited about it. Let's see what happens. This is, uh, this is going to be an ongoing issue, but yeah. I, I'm, this is the first thing we've seen that's actually went against a lot of what's happened here in the state. So like uh, something like fundamentally like you can tangible and, you, and you, you can talk about it. So very exciting. Great job by uh, the judge who did this is uh, U.S. District Judge William Stickman IV. Thank you. Next topic. All right. This is... Probably more controversial, although not as much as many people think. So Zillow came out. um, We got an email yesterday morning from them, and it said they're going to start hiring agents as employees for iBuyer transactions. If you don't know what iBuyers are, that means it's like an instant offer. Someone says, hey, I want to sell my home. Zillow and other companies like Open Door, they will give an instant offer like right there Mm -hmm. and saying we'll pay X amount for the property. Then they typically have like a period to do some due diligence. And... They've, in the past, have partnered with other agents doing this, other teams across the country. Now they're set to bring that in-house in the future. It's probably not going to happen right away, as, as normally these things go. So what do you think about all this, Jess? I think if you didn't see this coming, you were blind. Because, of course, I saw this coming, and I know a lot of people did as well. Um, I like throughout the article how they're saying, like, this is just for the Zillow Offers program. Um, they are still going to partner with their premier agents because this is not for everyone. Um, but what this is saying to me is like, prepare for the worst. I would say maybe focus on some other lead pillars um, and not just focus all your business on Zillow. I, I mean, what I would think is Zillow is going to become this thing down the road where they are going to have agents and i don't know if that's going to happen or not but i mean prepare for the worst 
So, I mean, that, 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 that's, that's a good way to look at it. And to, to me, I mean, this is something that's been talked about for years, right? I don't think anyone has been um, – if you've been aloof to it, then you're not, I mean, right. you got your head in the sand. You're not looking at what's going on. Right. That being said, um, what I know is this. So, Zillow had a change in leadership. Maybe like 12, 14, 16 months ago. Mm-hmm. So Richard Barton's now the CEO. Previous CEO was um, uh, Spencer Raskoff. So Richard Barton, do you know what company he used to work for before he worked at Zillow? Yeah, we talked about it a hundred times, so I forget. Expedia, right? <laughs> so what did Expedia do to travel agents, right? Yeah. Travel agents. You don't see many travel agencies around anymore, do you? I've never used a travel agent in my okay, life. Okay, so you probably don't even know what they are, so that's my whole <laughs> point. It's, I know one person who uses a travel agent, yeah. that's Val. <laughs> uh, and, and so, okay, so that's one out of however many people you a know, lot. right? So, and this is a publicly traded company, right? So, you know, to me, what, what's going on here is this. This is the Redfin model. It's the same thing, where you have salaried agents you bring in. A lot of times, they don't know what's going on. I mean, these people are working like dogs, getting paid by showings, instead of actually advising their clients, filtering through stuff, giving people advice and guidance. So, for the consumer... You know, I, I, I don't know if this is going to be a great answer. There's some people that are going to take advantage of iBuyer programs. Some people right. need the money right away for their home. That still happens. You get webuyuglyhouses.com or these other wholesalers that are out there. You know, that's stuff that, that, that's been going on for a while. So, it, you know, this is something where this isn't going to happen overnight. I remember when they first talked about Zillow Flex. It was literally two years ago, almost to the day, um, I was in a conference or like a meeting hall or somewhere, and, and uh, the president at the time, Greg Schwartz, came in. This was in Boston. And they said, hey, we're going to be going to Flex. Here's what's going to be happening. And this was two years ago. So just because they're making this announcement now doesn't mean it's not going to happen. Right. And what I go back to, and if you haven't watched this, I know we talked about this. If you haven't seen um, Gary Vaynerchuk, he just did a keynote at the Tom Ferry Summit, mm-hmm. right? And they, and I, I mean, I've been talking about this nonstop since. And, and what he said to me, or not to me, but to the group, I mean, I feel spoke like it was to me. you. <laughs> it did speak to me. Is that, you know, there, there, there's, your, there's, your, there's technology and there's brand, mm-hmm. and brand can be technology. So you got to figure out what your brand is going to be, and it comes down to word of mouth, comes down to reputation, mm-hmm. and the ability to outmaneuver. So for anyone out there that's concerned about Zillow and your business is totally reliant on one source of business. You're already in trouble. You don't, I mean, that's any entrepreneur, any person that's in sales. Mm-hmm. You have the ability to work around this and outmaneuver them. Are you going to take the initiative and do it? That is the big question. Zillow's not going away. They're a huge company. They're unprecedented in terms of their success in real estate. When has any other company come in like this and done what they've done yeah. in a 12, 13 year span? So, you know, my, my view is that this is happening soon. Not surprising. Mm-mm. So, what are you going to do about it? It's not surprising, and the direction that they may take in the future, I feel like, is not going to be surprised either. And it's kind of a blessing in disguise because, like we've been saying before, it's going to weed out a lot of the weaker agents. Well, and that, that happens in cycles too, right? I mean, it was like a year ago, I think, the number of realtors peaked and yeah. like 1.3, 1.4 million, something like that. So, you know, those people, I mean, there's people that are already dropped out of the There's yeah. 45% of them before load themselves during the yeah. pandemic and just said, hey, I'm not working. So, um, you know, th- th- this is – not unexpected, and to yeah. me, it's business as usual. Because if you're not thinking about disruptors in your business, what are you doing? You're gonna get disrupted. Yeah. Right. If you're not reinventing yourself, someone's going to reinvent you. Mm-hmm. So that, to me, is the is the is the lesson here. And look, there, there, you know, if you're if you're working with Zillow, I'm sure you can still do pretty well. And you just need to have plan B, C, D, and E, and other things that you're 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 not relying on one lead source because that's businesses that are vulnerable. Yeah. Don't be a Kodak. Do you do you know what Kodak is? <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Right? So Kodak was, hey, this is all we're going to do. I yeah. mean, they're the classic example. And now no one takes pictures on film. I mean, it's like an art form now. Yeah. It's yeah, not. It's like a, like a kind of niche thing to take yeah, pictures it's, it's, like it's, that. It's like an art artist like yeah. will do it, right? So don't be Blockbuster. Like, yeah. Blockbuster had the same thing happen to him. Got to evolve. So Good stuff. 100%. All right, I have a quote for us, and this is... The mystery part of the show here. Very exciting. Very exciting. This is from Lala Delia. She is a musician, and she is like a spiritual speaker, and she has so many great quotes. I was like looking her up online, and I found this one on her Instagram, and it says... She says, your highest path won't require you to be perfect. It only requires that you say yes and surrender to it. Well, perfection doesn't exist, so I love that. Yeah. I also love be a yes, right? Like, if, you, if you're someone that's so closed-minded and you're saying no all the time or you're not asking questions and you just think every idea is a bad idea, guess what? That's called a fixed mindset, right? Yeah. Not a growth mindset. I, I, I love that quote because I think it's, you know, your path to your highest self. You've got to be open to change, open to evolution, kind of like what we just talked about. So mm-hmm. very pertinent quote by Jess. On a side note, when I hear Lala, I think of the person from uh, Vanderpump Rules on Bravo. Um, so I was happy to hear I don't watch Vanderpump else. Rules. I don't, I don't either. My wife does, and it's on all the time. <laughs> so I'm glad to uh, I'm glad it wasn't her. That, that's good. But I, I think it's just be a yes, right? you yeah. got to be open-minded. Be open to growth. And be open to trying new things. And when you do that, I mean, that that's that, get outside your comfort zone. We yeah. say this all the time, right? Yeah. And I think I like the part about it where it says surrender to it. Because I feel like a lot of people, when they are thinking about um, moving forward or growth or doing something outside of their comfort zone, there is, like, this resistance. And if you just easily say yes and surrender to it, it's, it's going to get you there that much faster. And it's just going to be easier. Good stuff. Yeah. Jam-packed show here. Happy Thursday. Catch you guys next week.